Hey everybody, this is JoLynn Bright, also known as JLB in the house. This is HopeNet Studio 2501 podcast, conversations about mental health and wellness. Thank you again just for joining us and being here, whether you're listening by audio or audio and video. So we're just glad that you're here. Um, what do I want to say? I want to thank first all, first off, our presenting sponsor, who is Hoydell. Thanks again to Steve Dixon and his crew at Hoydell for believing in this um, mission in this podcast. We also want to thank our sponsors, our our generous community partners, and also the friends of HopeNet. And we're just going to get to it on today's episode. We are happy to host Chris Deck as our guest, and he is with Providence Physical Therapy. And we met Chris um, a while back, and there was a neat connection about physical therapy and mental health. So absolutely, we say we want to get him in the house. And so, Chris, we're so, so, so glad that you said yes and that you're sitting here with us today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, we'll try not to to cut up too bad. I always tell, (laughs) (laughs) you know, our guests that, but... um, we just want this to matter, and um, I think you have good information to share. And Chris, I'm just going to start with you. Um, I'm like, you have a lot of elemental P's behind your name, and I can just make up stuff. I can, <laughs> but I won't. I do, do that. too. I just make it up too. <laughs> but I want you to tell our audience, like, who who is Chris Deck, and then I'll ask you a follow up question behind that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, I'm a, a, a husband and father of four. We've got um, two out of the house, two in the, ho- in the house right now. And um, I'm a physical therapist and dabble with a lot of different things. Okay. You have your doctorate, right? In physical therapy. Of course you do. Correct. Okay. Look. <laughs> no, I'm just out there working on people. <laughs> And so random folks. And I and because I know your humility, um, those elemental P's, I would say some of us with elemental P's behind our name, it's it, we all just end up being helpers. It, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We, but we did obey the law of the land to make sure that we're able to practice and that the public is safe mm-hmm. with us. So um, thank you for doing that the right way. Um, can you um, I, 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 I asked you this before. I want you to share with our audience like, how how did you how did you get there? It's like it's almost like what is your why? Why why is Chris a physical therapist? Because you didn't come out of the womb a physical therapist, but there has to have been a journey for you to have gotten to where you are today, where we're sitting today. So can you kind of unpack that for us? Sure. So um, felt very uh, felt physical therapy as a vocation. Going back to the Latin voke being a calling, really felt called in, okay. into physical therapy. And um, my wife and I got a crazy hair and decided to go to Alaska Okay, um, two years into marriage, and or maybe it was four years into marriage, and I started a physical Whose therapy. Whose idea was that, hers or yours? Like That's kind of both of us. Yeah, we're... we're okay, I didn't... Yeah. I want to make sure you, she wasn't going kicking and screaming, or you weren't going kicking and screaming to Alaska. No, I think... No, 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 I was both willing, so... Okay. Yeah, and we were there for four years, and while I was the PT in this clinic, um, I eventually became the CEO of this clinic that was a lot like... 
a hospital. We had observation beds and okay. things like that. So in the process of being the CEO, um, I wrote a grant for us to become a federally qualified health center, which is like Grace Med. Okay. okay. So Grace, Grace Med, for those listening, is um, a great medical resource in here in Wichita. It mm-hmm. has several clinics. So um, for those of you listening outside of Kansas or outside of Wichita, that's what that is. Correct. Right. And so it's really reaching out to the underserved, mm-hmm. um, folks who have historically faced barriers to care. And so that really got me down the road to safety net clinics. And based on, so I left Alaska and realized that there was a lot that I didn't know and went in and got my MBA. Okay. Um, And I also got a master's in biblical studies just because I felt like I was just super interested in in the Bible and, you know, how to interpret it and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, So based on some connections that I had in Alaska, I ended up in Wichita at a safety net clinic. Okay. And then in the process of that, um, uh, started at um, a PACE organization. So that's where PACE is, a, is an acronym for peop- uh, a program of all-inclusive care for the elderly. Okay. Okay. So what happens, it's a Medicare-funded program. People who are over 55 and are nursing home eligible sign over their Medicare and Medicaid benefits. And then that program acts like an HMO for that. Oh, okay. So it's not fee for service. Okay. So, um, so as a physical therapist, I could see somebody um, a lot, as opposed to having an insurance company that says, no, you can only see them a dozen yeah. times. I could see them mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So I had no preauthorization to mess with and things like that. And it really changed my mind and changed how I think as a clinician. And um, it got me thinking about how to solve really difficult problems can you I, say that one more time? How to solve difficult problems? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you and I have had a conversation about that. I, w- I want our audience to pick up on that because I think Chris, like, finds entertainment in finding really great answers to difficult problems. And that's, like, something that just really floats your boat. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, and so we've had some success with doing that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in the process of just um, going through continuing education and just the normal development that one would go through as a clinician happened upon some new emerging, in, emerging interventions like blood flow restriction, Yes, which you're referring to. Yes. Uh, and so that really got me going down a whole different route that is just uh, a, a really engaging, uh, in a way, life-changing uh, approach to how one practices. I know that you um, you mentioned that that wasn't fee for service, um, and I know here in Wichita, Kansas, you talked about just recently that you were wanting to make sure that the underserved, the people where some this kind of care is maybe out of reach, that you said I'm I'm going to make sure that I take Medicaid and Medicare, and there that has been a journey. So. What was what was that about? What's what's your why around that? Why why is that so important? And what was the process mm-hmm. getting there? So I think going way back, okay. if we were to zoom way out, mm-hmm. I think it would be hard to argue that the U.S. has a healthcare system. It's really not a system. It's it's very broken in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And you know the problem is about people getting value for their money. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also about people having access to care. 
Okay. And I think if you can get those two things right about having value and getting access to care, then you go a really long way. So Chris, I know that you have um, found it to be very important. And even though it was a difficult road to do this, but making sure that people who are under-resourced um, would be able to access services such as yours. And there was this thing where you said, I want to make sure that I am taking Medicaid and Medicare so that people can access your insurance to um, get this care. So what what was that all about? Why was that so important? And is there something about value and this access to care thing? Talk, talk to me, talk that through for me. Yeah. So from an MBA standpoint, from a business standpoint, one mm-hmm. would say you can offer uh, a lot of care, but not very well. Okay. Or you can offer great care and it's going to be really expensive. Oh. And that makes, I mean, that's a huge problem. I mean, there's economics behind all of that. Okay. And that's a huge problem to solve. Okay. And so if one can solve that, not only are they having a good time solving a problem, yes, but they're actually doing great work too. Mm-hmm. And so the challenge is really to provide great value uh, as well as great access to care. So how does that happen? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, we've cobbled together the ability to provide therapy in a sustainable way to okay. folks who are under-resourced mm. in a way that provides great quality. We see great outcomes. Um, but unfortunately, it's really utilizing a patchwork of approaches that's just intrinsic to the American healthcare system. Mm-hmm. That, and what you're talking about is really um, right in line with what HopeNet does. Because when we say the under-resourced, it's those, those that may just be just getting by or those are just, um, it's unthinkable to think that I would go to physical therapy or even to come to, to, to get mental health services because that can be expensive. But we make that affordable. So I'm hearing that you're just right in line with that thinking for the people that we we really enjoy to to serve, so yeah, absolutely, that. yeah, great. Let's go to a place like where where are you at now? Where where do you practice? What does that look like? How do people get in touch with you? And then we're going to dive into the whole mental health connection yeah, and for physical sure. therapy. So wh- where in the world are you at now? Because from Alaska, you get to Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. Okay. And how do you continue practicing and where is that at? Yeah. So I have, um, I practice out of Hilltop Urban Building. Mm-hmm. So that's just the hub. The, the hub. Shout out. That's right. <laughs> yep. And so we have a free clinic one Saturday a month mm-hmm. that has includes physical therapy, among other things. Okay. And then I also see patients there as well. Okay. And then I can see folks in their home or in their office as well. What? In their home? Yeah, or in their office. Or in their office. Yeah. Some, somebody's writing this down right now. <laughs> and, and the thing is, he, even uh, what Chris is talking about, he doesn't just serve the... the um, and under-resourced people. He serves all people. So the thing is, like, somebody's saying right now, like, man, I am really having a hard time with a sore neck or whatever. I don't know what's going on. Chris is saying, I can come to your office. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So quick story. Okay, tell me. So for about 10 years, I was in jail. Okay, and practiced in the jail as a physical <laughs> therapist. 
<laughs> for those of you that are watching the video, you saw my face like, now, Chris, I think I know you, but I didn't know that story about going to jail. Okay. Right, right, right. So, okay. so I was practicing uh, at Cedric County Jail. Okay. And, you know, they said, uh, okay, here's your room. And it was just a bunch of cinder blocks. Okay. Uh, you know, stacked on top of each yeah. other. And there might be a table there. I mean, it was just pretty Spartan. Okay. And I realized... Uh, going back to solving problems, it's like, okay, here's another problem to solve. Like, yeah. if we can practice in a jail and see good outcomes, yeah. then sure, I can see somebody in their home. Why not? Yeah. Or in their office. Yeah, it works. Okay. I yeah. love that how we keep going back to that theme of, like, how you are made, how, how God made you of this, that, oh, here's a problem that I think there's a solution to that. Let's look at it. Mm-hmm. So, and that seems to keep happening to you over and over again. Sure. Okay, great. Okay, so I met you um, through the hub, like because I, I have great friends, Eddie and Laura Hall at Hilltop Urban Church, and I know about the hub, the building mm-hmm. um, in the Hilltop area. And um, I was having problems with my shoulder. And I'm like, what in the world is going on with me? And so you said, I, I need you to come in. I'll assess all of that. And then we ended up at um, Wichita State University um, at the, um, the Heskett Center. The Heskett Center. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what Chris is doing. I don't know him very well. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, but he, you brought this up with these, the band, these bands. And for those of you, I love the orange and black. Um, and... Um, you had me do some things and can you just tell me, because I was just doing whatever you told me to do. Mm-hmm. What was the thinking behind all of that, that then got me to wrap my, my thighs mm-hmm. and then do this exercise. And then how is that going to relate to my shoulder, mm-hmm. <laughs> my mind, all, yeah, all yeah, of that. All that like, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just go with that. Yeah. 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 So the thing about exercise is that it's super effective mm-hmm. if we do it with intensity. And so, and that's hard to do. That's really hard to do. So that's really key for the, our, our listeners to says doing physical exercise, with, including with intensity. With okay. intensity. Okay. Yeah. And so what that means, if we're lifting weights, mm-hmm. that means that we have to lift 70% of what we could lift in one time. So that didn't make sense. So let's say I'm bench pressing, and the most that I can lift is 100 pounds. I yes. do 100 pounds, and I'm smoked after that. Okay. Okay. So then what the American College of Sports and Sports Medicine uh, would say is that I need to lift 70% or 70 pounds like 10 times. Mm -hmm. And if I'm doing that, then I'll get stronger. Okay. Okay. Or if I'm, if I'm running, I need to get my heart rate up to a certain level, which is intensity. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what happens though, is that if we were to reduce the blood flow in your legs mm-hmm. or in your arms, but I typically just do in the legs. If we just if we reduce the blood flow, then what happens is we don't have to exercise as, as that much intensity. Okay. So instead of lifting, in our example, I max out at 100 pounds, so I have to lift 70 pounds 10 times. In this case, it would be more like 20 pounds. So it's a lot less. Mm. And so people who struggle with that intensity, mm-hmm. we can dial that the weight back mm-hmm. by doing blood flow restriction, or we would say BFR. Okay. So we can do, we can dial back uh, the weight with BFR and people can get a really intense exercise through BFR. Okay. So. That was good. Cause I felt I, I, that was, 
I had never experienced that, but it, I felt better afterwards, and I didn't have these barbells and was lifting anything. Yeah, and the way that it works is that it's all because of the molecules that our body releases whenever we're exercising. Mm-hmm. So there's been quite a few studies that would say that the muscles are our biggest endocrine organs. Okay. So in other words, what that means is that whenever we're exercising, our muscles are releasing over 100 different proteins and molecules and whatever. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it keeps us regulated. Okay. Okay. One of the flagship molecules that it releases is lactate. Oh. Okay. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so lactate, this is not lactose. So if you're lactose, right. and, like if you drink American, yeah. you can't like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, this is not your deal. Yeah. Uh, so lactate is uh, a three carbon molecule. It, it's, so glucose is a six carbon molecule. Whenever we make energy, we just take that glucose, break it in half, we get two lactates. Yeah. Okay. okay. And so we can measure that lactate in the blood. So mm-hmm. as you're, and it's not, I'm not referring to lactic acid either. Okay. 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 So, you know, lactic acid is like Sunny and Cher, whereas, okay. you know, lactate is just Cher, right? We just want to, <laughs> Okay. You know, sometimes That's you want to have... That's a good way sun, to put it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you want Sunny and Cher together. Sometimes it's worth talking about lactic acid. Usually it's just better just talking about Cher. Okay. So... No, we'll do Cher. Okay. We'll just do Cher. Yeah. For those of you who remember who said, some people are like, who is Sunny and Cher? Because we're just dating ourselves here. <laughs> we are. Okay. Exactly. So what you were feeling, that kind of high... Mm-hmm. was that lactate. So our brain prefers lactate over sugar. Oh. And, and our heart does as well. And so what I find with my folks who have dementia, depression, things like that, that once we get them on an exercise program that really jacks up their lactate, mm-hmm. we can measure that. Um, but once we get them on a program that jacks up their lactate, they do really, really well. And, and when you say they do really, really well, what is that that you're seeing that's getting better? Yeah, so their mood, clarity of, th- clarity of thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for me, when I do this, it just mm-hmm. it's just a lot of creativity that just flows. And so, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. And, and, and the thing is, like, I know some people may be listening to us and we want to always make sure that we're bringing it back to layman's terms. So I'm glad you said Sunny and share and that, so that's what's going on. So how does that then, okay, that whole thing about mood and um, overall, tell me kind of like your philosophy, how you get there around overall well-being and mood. Um, You kind of described some of that just now um, but there's a thing of we can we can be a better self mm-hmm. if we're doing blank. Mm-hmm. Is it the exercise it, with intensity? This thing that you just talked about, like lifting less, but still getting the same result because of what the heart wants, what the brain wants, all of that. Yeah, so, you know, going back to the idea of... The, Muscles in, as an endocrine organ. Okay. Again, I can't imagine somebody just taking out my thyroid gland. You know, one of my endocrine organs. Yeah, and just <laughs> exactly like oh, you know, without you giving me medication afterwards. That's <laughs> well, it. that's the thing, right? Yeah. Is that you would need medication afterwards if, mm-hmm. you, if somebody just extracted one of your organs. Yes. You would need medication. So the thing is, is that our muscles are this endocrine organ, just like our thyroid, that's just waiting to, uh, if we're not exercising, then we're not using it. Mm-hmm. And so we're really missing out. And what I find personally, and also with my 
patients is that if they're exercising regularly with intensity, golly, their mood gets better. Um, okay, that's yeah. what you're seeing getting better. Okay. Yeah, their mood gets better. Their their decision making gets better from an executive function standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I'm maybe getting a little clinical right now, but like being able to say no. So the the uh, frontal part yeah, of our yes, brain is right. Yes. That's the part of our brain that just says shh. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah, you don't really need that extra bowl of ice cream. You know, it's the... <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's that part of the brain. Great reasoning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the part of the brain I need, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that part just is... Um, really kicks in. Okay. You talked about... Um, we. This is us having a private conversation, but you something that intrigued me. You said something about the Goldilocks, Goldilocks zone. Oh yeah, yeah. Talk. Tell our audience about that. Right, right, right. So I think it's a bad. So Goldilocks <laughs> is you know setting goals for oneself mm-hmm. that is not too hard and not too easy. Mm-hmm. So, um, so stuff that's attainable. But there's a little bit of a stretch there. And so for for me, it's a matter of saying, what can I do that's just a little bit beyond my reach right now, but still doable? Mm-hmm. Um, and for for me and my patients, if we set those goals and if we kind of trigger our, our horizon that way, then we just get better results. Okay. So, so for example, give me, like, tell me a story about someone that... Mm-hmm. Something that looked that was more attainable. I mean, what what did that look like in your office or your work with them? Yeah, so you know, maybe I have a patient who's in a wheelchair. Okay. Okay. And their goal is they say, I want to walk again. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a great goal. Okay. It may be a little bit outside of that Goldilocks. Okay. And maybe a little a, a bridge too far okay. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe a more attainable goal would be. I want to be able to get from my chair to another surface okay. by myself, or I want to be able to walk 10 feet with assistance. Okay. And once we build that, then we can keep on going. So it's just a matter of setting reasonable goals, something that's actually attainable. Okay. I think you asked a question why and I don't know if you were wanting me to give an answer and I said well why you said why would people not want to um something like are you a function person or are you a pain person Mm -hmm. and because I because I said why why do people not do that why why do people not exercise or do certain things and I said sometimes I think it's because of pain Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that and and not necessarily pain that I hurt or I ache but it's I'm going to be exhausted or mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of effort or whatever. And so I think you, you asked me a question, well, are you a function person person? Or are you a pain person? Mm-hmm. So unpacking that a little bit, what's mm-hmm. interesting. So what I've found in the oh, couple decades I've been practicing is that there are patients who really focus on pain mm-hmm. and there are fo- patients who really focus on just being able to function better. And it's, so it's pretty easy to lump folks into one group or another. What I find over time is that the people who focus on pain tend to have less function over time. Okay. 
And the people who function, who, the people who focus on function, I just want to be able to do more. Okay. Tend to have less pain over time. It's really interesting how if people focus on pain, mm-hmm. then I'd say nine times out of 10, maybe 10 times out of 10, mm-hmm. they just have less function over time. Okay. Whereas if somebody is really, they say, you know what, I don't really care about my pain. I mean, it's, I, I care about it, but I'm not going to focus on it. I'm really going to focus on what I can and can't do. Then over time, they, they tend to have less pain. So I have a patient right now. Um, I'll, I'll talk with her on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Say, how is your pain level? And she'll say, it's 8 out of 10. I would have no idea that it's 8 out of 10 just watching her. Okay. Yeah. And I've known her for years. And it's just she does is always exercising, always working, mm-hmm. is very much focused on her function. And, you know, maybe it's an 8 out of 10. Maybe her 8 out of 10 is my 10 out of 10. I have no mm-hmm. idea. Uh, but I would never know. And, yeah. and she's very much on this road, and I don't see her stopping. It's really encouraging to see that. So I would just encourage if folks can kind of switch that. I mean, if you're if someone's having a lot of pain, I get that. And pain mm-hmm. is a real thing. I it totally is. get yes. that. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to diminish that at all. Right. So, but the point is, is that if someone can switch their horizon from how do I reduce my pain to how do I do more? Okay. And how do I just get to that next level? Then that's super helpful. And because with the the end result being, if I continue to do more, my pain will lessen over time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what <laughs> I see. Okay. So. Obviously, I'm not experiencing anyone else's pain, but what I see is as people really focus on function, they have less complaints over time. Okay. Yeah. You had mentioned, too, that exercise, uh, looking at um, exercise as life support. Mm-hmm. And what I just heard you even describe with this, this patient was... Um, Movement. I I kept hearing that she just kept moving mm-hmm. because I know that you said intensity matters, but maybe for her that there was intensity was there, but she was continuing made a decision to continue moving. So when you talk about exercises, life support, help us understand that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty powerful. You know, I've had patients who have had dementia, and then they mm-hmm. exercise with us, and. Um, they do really, really well until they stop exercising. And they, uh, I've seen folks pass away like within 60 days just after stop exercising. Wow. It's really amazing. Mm-hmm. And I've seen folks in a similar situation mm-hmm. who are not exercising and they like go into the nursing facility and they just stay there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I think what this gets to is a larger concept, and that is health health span versus lifespan. And so lifespan is how long does one live? Mm-hmm. And health span is how long does one live well? Okay. That's yeah. good. That should be a bumper sticker. We should put that on a bumper sticker. That's a great idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so health span we'll go versus... We'll 50-50. <laughs> yeah. Health span. <laughs> Our spouses... You've got the microphone. Stick. I don't have the microphone, so... <laughs> Health span versus lifespan. I like that. Yeah. So the idea being that, you know, how do how how does one want to live their life where there's this gradual slow decline, uh, or 
do they just want to live really, really well mm-hmm. until it's just time? It's just time. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is that I think, and I see that with folks, is that that definitely is possible, that one can live really, really well, have a really high function. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when it's their time, it's their time. Okay. Like, but they can still have a really great function all the way up until the till, end. Yeah, till, till the very end. And what so would, that really, feel, I'm, I'm interrupting no, go you. Ahead. No, that really good. feels like a gospel message to me, in a way. You know, like, Help uh, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know. I'm when, doing my hand at him for those of you who can see my, I do this thing, like wave, like, give me more. Give, give me more. more. So, okay. when, you know, when, when Jesus says, I came to give life and give it more abundantly. abundantly. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I knew that exercise is not, it's not biblical. It's, it would be extra biblical to say, well, that's all about exercise, right? I mean, okay. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, although there's plenty of science to say that as we exercise it, it, with intensity, mm-hmm. um, with goals that are, you know, doable, yeah, but a little bit of a stretch, that for sure mm-hmm. we can live more abundantly. I want to make sure, and, and, and I want you to... Um, share what you want to say about this because um, there may be people listening that dementia isn't the issue, but you know, there is normal Mm -hmm. aging and mental decline. Um, But how, what would you say to me if you met me for the first time? And I said, I just really want to make sure that my mental health and my mood stays regulated or is optimal. What would you suggest to me as a physical therapist? Mm-hmm. that you haven't already said or you can repeat it again. Yeah, so so what happens when we exercise with intensity, we get the lactate going. Mm-hmm. Okay, so There's that lactate. We've already talked, we've already talked about it. Mm-hmm. So what happens, though, is that lactate acts like a hormone, and it helps to lay down more blood vessels and more neurons in the area of our brain called the hippocampus that processes short-term memories. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... Folks who have Alzheimer's disease or who have dementia or de- depression, mm-hmm. the hippocampus is totally central to those issues. Right. So if we can in- increase the, the nerves and the blood vessels in that area and increase the function, that is totally the path for wellness. Mm-hmm. And what's great about right now, I think we, you know, Henry David Thoreau said... Okay. Uh, me thinks that whenever I move my legs, my thoughts begin to flow. Ooh. Okay, so, you know, back in the 1800s, mm-hmm. even Thoreau kind of made this connection. And what's great about what we are today's day and age is that we can make the connection, but we can also know the anatomy and the physiology and what, how things actually work. Mm-hmm. And once we know that, then we can go backwards and figure out, well, this is what I need to do today. This is what you know, Chris Deck needs to do, or Jolynn Bright, mm-hmm. you know, this is what they need to do today. So let's say someone hasn't been moving or they heard something new. When should they start doing something different or new? Yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> let's just do today. Yeah, just do it today. I like yeah. the road, just get the legs moving or whatever. Like I took a walk this morning and I'm not playing, Chris. I feel so much, um, better like like I felt like I could take on the whole big old fat day you mm-hmm. know with joy 
Mm-hmm. And but yesterday I did not walk in the morning and I just felt like it was I was ready to go to bed like by six o'clock by the time we got home, you yeah. know, so I, I can tell a difference. And I was so excited about seeing you today and everything else that's coming later. And I and I maybe I didn't attribute that to. My legs moving like Thurl would say, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim that right now, yeah. this very moment, and, and the time to start is now. Yeah, absolutely, and just do it with a little bit of intensity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're sore the next day, rock on. Rock like, on. That is actually, I mean, you actually okay. you hit it, you hit a home run then. Okay. Yeah. So if you have pain while you're doing something, then stop. Right. But if you have soreness the next day, oh my goodness, boy, you are so in the sweet spot. Yeah, Thank because you. because what happens, what that is, is that it's your muscles releasing those hormones that we talked mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. You're so in the sweet spot if you're sore the next day. Ooh. And just <laughs> lean into that. We need to, okay, that's what we're going to, that's another bumper sticker is that we need to lean into the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we got all these bumper stickers. I know. You should I have a catalog or something. <laughs> something, something. <laughs> I, I want to wind down and um, just finish with just... I, we always want to give people hope, mm. you know, and I'm, I'm going to really just kind of turn that to you. Um, what would you say to people? Like, I, th- I think I asked you before and it was something like, how do we do this? And you know, like living a plan or what, what, what do we do? So I'm going to, I'm, can I just turn that over to you to offer some hope and some tips or whatever you want to finish up with? So I just so in terms of offering a plan, I think it's just about don't make it complicated. Just get out there and do something, and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Do it with family. You mm-hmm. know, do it with folks that you love. Do something that's sustainable. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's just a matter about going going out and having a great time. Maybe keep a journal on how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I so appreciate what you said about how you feel today after walking. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're like me, I would probably forget that in a couple days. And so like being able to go back and have a milepost that I could oh. like in a journal that I can remember that, like, you know what, I really did feel well. Mm-hmm. Or even in that journal, you know, maybe the weather was X or it was different or whatever and okay. what I wore. Um, if you're like me, when I see clouds in the sky or if it's too hot or too cold, it's <laughs> like, you know, maybe not today. Um, but having that journal, something I can write down in and say, you know, when it's 40 degrees, this is what I wear. Just try okay. to try to problem solve through the barriers that each of us face. And we all have mm-hmm. our own barriers. I have mine. And yeah. problem solve through those so that one can be consistent. Okay, good. Um, there, I think there we're all over bumper stickers today, but I remember you sharing with me Jolyn, I think people just need to feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Is that part of that? Just start somewhere. Yeah. Just absolutely, absolutely. So, I would say most of my patients, if one were to look at them, they would not see athletes. Okay. But I definitely see athletes. I mean, I see an athlete in you. Like there's an athlete in there, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that's just waiting to come out. It's just a matter of going out there and 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 exercising that person in you. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, but really just when someone looks in the mirror, mm-hmm. see an athlete mm-hmm. and that you can do it, yeah. just small steps, have fun, be a little sore the next day and give that about six months, maybe even three months. Oh my goodness. And look mm-hmm. back, you're going to feel great. 
So, but not try to like, okay, we're sitting right now in in June of 2023 and the Olympics in Paris is next in 2024. <laughs> right. That I don't need to like go look in the mirror and say, girl, you may be able to run <laughs> in a sprint or something or even the marathon in Paris next year. That is unrealistic and you would need to have a conversation with me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time, Chris. For sure. I know. I know not to, to think that way. And I don't want our audience either. But the thing is, I love what you, you you are saying to us is that just even give it time, but just some consistency. Absolutely. Um, and I even just talking to you today uh, it does make me even feel empowered. Like, oh, it's OK that I was sore the other day when I did that little routine down in my basement. <laughs> I, was like, I, I even told my husband, I said, I'm not doing that one again because I am so sore. But what you said to me today and to us, you said, but JoLynn, you are in the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. You need to really just aim at that. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. Um, is there anything else you want to share that I, is there anything I didn't ask that you really think that I, that you really want to hit home for our listeners? Or do you think we pretty much covered it? Um, I, you are a masterful interviewer, and I think we really covered everything. I, I paid you to say, I, I really didn't pay, <laughs> but I thank you for the compliment. But, yeah. you know, the, this is way out of my expertise, the, the, the sure. physical therapy piece, but I feel like I'm, I'm that word empowered when you sit with me, mm-hmm. and we can, because I can have the mental health piece, mm-hmm. and then you can understand what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and I, I can go with you. And we really want people to be to have overall wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but if you're not mentally well, there's a lot of times mm-hmm. things aren't going well in other places yeah. and vice versa, even to mm-hmm. physically, if you don't physically aren't well, then it really does um, impact our mental health. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that you've given us some things like some bigger understanding of what's going on inside of our bodies mm-hmm. when we move and especially with intensity mm-hmm. and intensity matters. Absolutely. Okay. That's good. Well, thank you, Chris, um, thank you. for hanging out with us yeah. today. It was really good. And we want to thank our audience for listening. We hope and pray that you got something, just even if it was one thing. But Chris, once again, is with Providence Physical Therapy in the Wichita area. It can be found at the Hub Building. Can you give the address of that? It's on Bluffview. Yeah, 910 South Bluffview. Okay. And is there a number that they could call or an email or something that way? You can reach out to me at um, cdeck at providencept.org. cdeck, D-E-C-K. Uh-huh. Okay. At at providencept.org or uh, providencept.org is is the website. Mm -hmm. Great. And so um, we just look forward to you serving our community and serving the world through this podcast. And um, if anybody needs has any questions or they need um, any further um, resources, whatever, also reach out to HopeNet, and we can always get you in touch with Chris or if you reach out to Chris directly, that's great. So I just want to say thank you so, so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. And as I always say to all of you, just bless you. Thanks for listening to Studio 2501, conversations about mental health and wellness. 
Studio 2501 is hosted by Joe Lynn Bright. Joe Lynn is HopeNet's Director of Community Impact, a published author, and has been a licensed clinical therapist for over 20 years. This podcast is owned and operated by HopeNet in Wichita, Kansas. HopeNet is a faith-based nonprofit providing a wide range of mental health and wellness services, including counseling, life coaching, and trainings. For more information on HopeNet and to learn how you can help expand our mission, visit hopenetwichita.org and follow us on social media at HopeNet Wichita. Thank you.